John this morning. We're going to be in the book of John. John chapter 1. Here we go. There we go. Corey's going to look at that and see why we've been having problems getting that up every week now. She just doesn't know it. (laughs) I have a sincere question. We've been talking about all month long back to church. We did the back to church challenge the first week and then we really expanded on the back to church challenge and found out the back to church challenge is not going to kill you. It's not going to be disgusting. It's not something that you're going to freeze or scald yourself with or poison yourself with. Back to church challenge is getting people we know back to church. Getting people that you know, that you work with, who haven't darkened the door of church since they graduated from high school. The back to church challenge. I, you know, I ran into a guy at Burger King. Oh, I don't go to church. Why not? Because I always fall asleep. Well, you haven't tried our church. It's impossible to fall asleep, especially we would sit Joshua next to him. That would never happen. Come on, back to church. So this week I have a very simple question for you. Who have you invited? Who have you invited? I challenged this adult Sunday school class to look around their classroom. And there was lots of empty seats there that are normally in the past haven't been empty. And it's like, who is missing and who can you challenge to get back to Sunday school? I mean, it's really the truth. Who do you know that needs to get into a spirit-filled church where they preach the Word of God and we believe the Word of God is the actual God-breathed, God-written, God-empowering, God-enabling Word of God? There's not all the churches in Wapiton and Breckridge are like that. We have compromised churches where sin is tolerated. Sin is glorified. Come on. It's the fact. We have have churches that claim the power thereof, but there is no power. Isn't that something the scripture says? And then where's us? Bible-believing, spirit-filled, sanctified, living for Jesus, and who can we invite? Are we perfect? No. There's no such thing as a perfect church, because as soon as Jeremy shows up, he finds that that church isn't perfect either. Why? Because Jeremy showed up. But the fact is, the reason why it's not perfect is because I showed up. And the reason why it's not perfect is that Sam showed up. Why? Because God loves imperfect people and he's working on us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into the word. 
And you're going to have to pay attention over there. Starting in verse 35. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples, and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Now, this is John the Baptist saying this. Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say when translated teacher, Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. The following day, Jesus went to Galilee, and he found Philip, and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael, and said to him, We have found him of which Moses and the law, and also the prophets, wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Now, doesn't that sound like sometimes when you are trying to invite people to church, wow, what good can it come out of it? Come and see. There's the simple answer. Why do we always try to pontificate? <laughs> Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word this morning. Lord, I humbly stand before you today. Lord, I thank you for the help to preach this word this morning, for your anointing and for the Holy Spirit let me only speak the words that you would have me to say, Lord. And Lord, open up the people's hearts, Lord, to receive from you and touch their minds and renew them, Lord Jesus, by, by Jesus Christ and by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us, Lord, to gain your heart for the lost. Help us, Lord, to see beyond these walls and see our mission field before us, Lord, and all the souls that, if we don't tell them about you, are going to go to hell. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord, that you have called us, and Lord, that you want to use us for your kingdom. 
We praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's saints say, Amen. Now, let's go to the next slide. Now, I want you to think of, now these might be your friends up there, but I want you to think of five people you can invite. Think about them right now. Think about five people you can invite. Now, you, you might be going, this is kind of hard. Well, you know what? We, I think we need to get beyond our isolation and, and start making connections again. Can you think of five people you can invite? Go to the next slide. How about this one? If you can't think about just five people that you know that you can invite, how about five people you'd like to connect to? How about five people you'd like to connect to? Can you think about five people you'd like to connect to? And did you notice they're all different shapes and sizes? I, I like that. There's not just skinny folks up there. So many times you go to find these, these pictures and all you can find is these perfect looking skinny folks. I like the fact that they're all different shapes and sizes. There's moms and dads and I'm sure there's grandpas up there. There's skinny folks, there's plump folks. But can you imagine, can you think of five people that you could connect to? Now, because sometimes we have a hard time. Well, I'm older now, I got all my friends and they're all set in their ways and so am I. And they're all going to church already. How about those five people that you can think of that you like to connect with? How about that person? I'll tell you what. We have one member in our church that's decided that it's back to church month, and so I'm going to invite two of her co-workers already have brought their children to Awana because she took it seriously. Who can I, who can I invite? And then the other part for her was who can I connect with? Because you see, she's kind of a shy person. She might be a, she might talk her your ear off at times, but she really is a shy person. And she decided, I'm going to connect with people I work with. And next thing you know, their kids are coming to Awana. And those kids, this is not like the kids we had before. That oh my word, Lord, you're going to have to help me with this class. No, I don't have a class like that. In in Awana, do we, Jason? Everybody loves the kids who are coming. And we, and Jason's right, he, we need your, come on, grandmas. and gra You can help. You don't have to, we break the classes into five kids in each class. That's why we need the help. And, and grandmas and grandpas, listen, you don't have to work with all five of them when they're doing their memory verse. You might only be working with two of them, and you might have to work with just one who's struggling. We got the cutest little girl. She's four years old, and she tries her hardest, but sometimes you've got to give her a little bit more one-on-one -on -one because we don't have enough four-year-olds to have her own class. So she's in with the first graders, second graders, and kindergartners, but she's doing well, and she's learning. And she's just adorable, isn't she? Well, I gotta say, they're all cute. I mean, it is so much fun, and so it's wonderful. How about five people that you can, you can think of connecting with? Some of you are going to college. You're not, you don't know them all. You could connect with somebody, maybe a teacher that needs Jesus. Maybe you've got such a liberal teacher that they need Jesus Christ. Did you ever think about that? Come on. How, how about that person that you go to McDonald's to have coffee and the girl behind the, the counter maybe need to get connected with somebody who say, you know what, I love you and I want you to come to church with me. What? Why would I do that? Because I love you. Come on, they need that connection. Let's go to the next slide. 
If you, can't, if you can't think about five people that you could invite or five people you like to connect with, how about one good friend? Are all your good friends in church? Oh, I just heard no. Wow. Wow, not all of our good friends are in church. Hmm. How about that good friend who's in not a life-giving church? How about that one good friend who's not in a spirit-filled church? How about that one good friend that um, they, they hear book reports instead of um, Holy Ghost-filled, um, anointed preaching or teaching? Oh, my word. I can't. It's going to be fun. We had fun doing our new believers class. We got two, and not new believers, our new membership class. We got two new members joining the church on next Sunday. It's going to be so much fun to bring them in. And uh, they're going to dress nice. Of course, Hal probably is going to wear his best-looking jammies. <laughs> you know what I found out about Hal? Hal loves to pray. Hal wants to be part of prayer ministry. So if you, he wants to hear when you need somebody to pray. He wants to be part of that. You know what I found out about Jeremy? He really doesn't want to be teaching. He wants to be doing other things besides teaching. Everybody keeps on pushing him towards teaching. And yet he wants to be singing, praising God, and reaching out to folks. Isn't that interesting? You know? we got to find out what our giftings are and use them. Move towards them. And then when we have to fill in the blanks, then God will use us in teaching and doing those things. But how about that one good friend? Isn't that kind of cool? I like these three. You know? And, and, and uh, I don't know which one had to be reached out to, but two of them decided they were going to reach out to one. How about that one person? They might be living under your roof. Oh, you mean that kid of mine? Oh, my word. Don't give up on those kids that you've been... You know, they, the Bible says, train them the way they should go, and when they get old, they will not depart from it. Keep believing they're going to come back. Keep believing they're going to get back in church. Keep believing they're going to surrender their lives to Jesus because you raise them in the, way they, in the Word of God in the way they should go. Amen. By the way, we're going, to, we're going to find out why tonight in Life Corps, why some of our, at the time, um, the teaching that we're going to get at Life Corps tonight was done, 80% of the kids graduating from public school stopped going to church. 80%. It's now 90-something percent. That was back in 2004. In 2018, it's more like 90-something percent. We're going to find out why tonight. And why are we doing that, Pastor? Because we need to understand where we are at in the last days. If we don't understand the culture and why we're in the position we are, how is the church going to respond? Because the church needs to respond to these young people and let them know why we truly believe this is the authorized... I'm not talking about the Holman Bible now. This is, the Bible is the authorized, the real, inspired word of of God. That's an inside joke about the Holman Bible between me and Jason. We've been, we've, been, we've been laughing about that a lot. If we were using the, the word, we would have to get out the Greek, the, you know what I, anyway. Yeah, the Brother Wright version. 
We got to understand how to respond to this culture and how to win them back. So we're going to get some tools because we need to know where we are in this time. So we are going to learn about the indoctrination tonight, indoctrination of our children tonight um, who've gone through the public schools. Let's go to the next slide because I want to get back to this. I want you to know, did you notice something as we were going through the scriptures of what was happening, these connections that were happening? Let me tell you something. Jesus makes connections because someone was invited. Now, Jesus was using the word called here in the gospel. But called and invited is the same thing. And so Jesus makes connections with people because someone has invited them. Someone has called them. Someone has brought them to Jesus. Now, now you, come on, let's look at the next slide. Andrew, right, he hears John the Baptist, there goes the Lamb of God, right? Andrew gets all excited, so he follows Jesus with, with uh, his friend, right? Now, we know who his friend is, we'll talk about him in a moment. He goes ahead and, and, and he follows Jesus and, and uh, he listens to Jesus, and what does he do? Andrew answers the call. There's the Lamb of God. There's the call. He follows Jesus. He meets Jesus. Jesus makes a connection with him, right? And then what does he do? He goes and calls Peter. Did we not read about that? He went and got Peter. Next slide. Then Philip. He was the other guy that was with Andrew, right? He answers the call. What does he do? He goes and finds Nathaniel. Hmm. So Andrew calls Peter, Philip calls Nathaniel. Let's go to the next slide. You, this slide. You answered the call. Now it's your turn. Who are you going to call? If we're going to say we follow the word of God, if we follow the biblical example, if Andrew called Peter, and Philip called Nathaniel, and if you and I have answered the call, who are we going to call? And don't say Ghostbusters. I knew somebody was going to do it, so I had to say it. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to annoy with the gospel message? We're so we're so polite. We're so PC. You know what? PC is going to lead a lot of people to hell. That's true. We need to start getting back in people's faces and start calling them to Jesus. Yeah. Calling me more than an invite, isn't it? Call, hey, Jason, get over here! Right? <laughs> Sorry for blowing up your speakers at home. <laughs> Where are they blowing up your Who are you going to call? What is our response to the Word of God? If this is the Word of God and this is the example set before us, what are we going to do about it? I was thinking about this. I can actually go to my computer, type in my password at headquarters, go to statistics and pull up all the people that I, the numbers of people I've led to the Lord over the years. If, you had a, if somebody was keeping track of all the people that you've led to Jesus, what would your statistics say? Ooh. Ooh. What would your statistics say? 
Well, I'm not an evangelist. It doesn't mean you're a witness. You might not have been called to be an evangelist like Billy Graham, but you were called to be a witness. What does a witness do? You tell what you have seen and heard. So how many have you called to win for Jesus? Next slide. That's a challenge for us. That's a challenge. Be part of what God is doing. Do you want to be part of what God is doing? I do. We're not a social club. I don't care how many of you, 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 you think that the church is just, you, you might not say it, but sometimes we act like it. And if we were a social club, why aren't you paying your dues? <laughs> in a social club, dues are mandatory. But in church, our ties are worship because we love Jesus and we want to worship him. Think about that. Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, most assuredly I say to you, this is just Jesus continuing talking, and he said to him, most assuredly I say to you, hereafter, you shall, oh this is so cool, these are the days, we're, we're on the precipice of this. Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God descending and ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. I believe we're in those days that we're soon going to see this. This is a, you know what, in some ways, this is also a description of the rapture. Did you ever read the description of the rapture? He sends the angels out and the angels gather us to the Lord. Who are they ascending and descending upon? Now this is just, we also see this at, at the crucifixion. Um, at, you know, the angels coming at times ministering to Jesus, right? But I believe we're in those days. The rapture could happen any time now. I'm not worried about if you're pre-trib, mid-trib, pan-trib. Pantrib is the lazy man's way of looking at the, tri <laughs> the revelations. Oh, I don't know, pastor. It's just going to all pan out. <laughs> if you can understand the Bible, <laughs> all the rest of the scriptures, you can understand revelations. The rapture's going to happen, and we're going to go swooping through the air. But be part of what God is doing in these last days. What did Jesus say? He's coming back for a church without, he's coming back for a bride, isn't he? Without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back for a church that's active, doing. Remember Jesus said, Everybody doesn't understand Matthew 24, do they? 
It depends on how you picture the tribulation and all that stuff, uh, is your understanding of Matthew 24. But if you go on to 25, he says the kingdom of God is like. Remember he gave us the parable about the guy who got five talents, the one who got three talents, the one who got one talent. What happened to the inactive Christian? It, the bag was taken away from him, given to the one who did something with his. And he was left outside the gate. That doesn't mean, we don't know where, where his salvation was, but he was on the outside of the gate when the rest of the church was taken. How about those five virgins and the other five? Five had oil in their lamp. Why? Because they kept themselves built up in their holy faith and they worshiped the Lord and they praised him and their oil was, their oil was the Holy Ghost. And the other five, well, they were just there for the party. They were party girls. But they didn't take their walk seriously. And they had no oil. What happened? They had to run someplace to find oil. The problem is they were still running for the wrong place. You see, where to get the oils from the Holy Ghost? They were running to town when they should have been running to the Lord. While they were gone, what happened? The bridegroom came. Jesus came. The five that were wise, they were gone. They were already at the party. Right? They were getting married. The other five showed up and knocked on the door and they said, Who are you? We don't know you. You weren't ready. Are we going to be ready? Are we going to be ready? I'm not judging their salvation part of things. Because it depends on where you put the rapture. And how you count, look at the tribulation. Because if you're not ready for the rapture, you're not going. That's what the Bible says. All right, whoop, she went ahead of me. Okay. Be part of the greater things God desires to do. You know, Jesus already did the hard work, did he not? Jesus already did the hard work. Did you have to be crucified? No. He says, take up your cross and follow me, but he never says, lay down on it. He never says you're going to get nailed to it. He's already done the hard part. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. He saved you. All he wants you to do is be part of the greater things God desires for you and how he wants to use you. Go ahead to the next slide. Jesus commands us in Mark 16. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Does he not? So there was this young hill boy down in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, he was from the, the hills, you know, no shoes, come to, come to church in his, in his best jeans and shirt, you know. But he, but he came from a poor family, could hardly read. But he tried his darndest. Well, he told his church, God has called me to preach. And everybody's going, oh, just calm down, Junior. Calm down. You're not what we look for in a preacher. So pastor was driving up and down those roads, and he sees the young boy out there in the middle of the cow pasture. And he's got his Bible opened up on a stump, and he's just going to town, and his arms are going like this, and he's, and you can see his mouth going. He's going, what in the world is Junior doing now? So 
When the boy came on Wednesday night, he pulled him into the office and said, what were you doing looking like that out in the cow pasture? He says, well, you guys wouldn't let me preach. And he said, Jesus says, pre he says, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And aren't those cows creatures of God? So you wouldn't let me? So I found myself my own pulpit. <laughs> you know what happened? The pastor got convicted. And they sent that boy off to Bible school. You see, God wants to use you. He doesn't care about your past. Once he saved you, your past is in the sea of his forgetfulness. I, I was watching, I was watching uh, and I shared this with my, my class this morning, I was watching Larry's Country Diner. And uh, Nadine was going to go over and put up the church sign. It was time for her to go. It was kind of fun. They had the, the uh, um, sons of the sky, uh, whatever. Whatever. It was fun who their musical guests. It's all from, these guys are from our childhood, but they all look old now. Okay. And the bass player still looks the same, except he's got white hair and his mustache, his handlebar mustache is all white. You know, and it was just fun seeing them. But Nadine, riders in the sky. huh? Riders in the sky. Riders in the sky. It was kind of fun seeing them last time. But Nadine says, I'm going to go over and put up the church sign now. And she says, your past is only a story. And when you finally realize it, it will no longer have power over your life. Think about that one. You see, when you got saved, your past now is just a story. God forgave it all. You see, our culture's changed so much that now we're accusing people of stuff. Instead of forgiving, we're accusing people of things that happened 36 years ago that nobody can remember. Right. And now we're accusing people of things that happened 36 years ago. And their life hasn't been that. That was one mistake. And now we're judging people and destroying their lives of things that happened 36 years ago. We used to be a very forgiving culture, did we not? And you know what? Because we were a forgiving people, we were a healthier people. We didn't need to be running to the therapist so much because we forgave. Why do you think they need so many therapists today? And, if, and you know this thing all about regression? You know what? If it's been put into the sea of your forgetfulness, why would you want to drag it back up? Oh my word, that'd be like me going up to Jason and said, oh my word, all that stuff that I've gone fishing in the sea of God's forgetfulness and guess what I found out about you? And you know what, that's what Satan does. He comes as the accuser of the brethren. And what does God say? Oh, you're, a, you're all wet, Satan. His name is written in the book of life. He's been forgiven. And I don't know what you're talking about because it doesn't exist. And Satan goes, oh, darn again. I lose. He's always going to lose. Don't go where Satan goes. Go where Jesus goes. Goes where he sees you as something awesome. He doesn't. And by the way, can I tell you something? Jesus doesn't have junk. If you belong to Jesus, you're not junk. 
Oh, hallelujah. So let's go out there and let's start giving that message to people. Let's start saying that God doesn't see you as junk. He sees you as precious. And he, he died for you so that you could be saved and belong to the one who died for you. You can become one who, who can be, oh my word, you can go from the junkyard and be a prince. You, I mean, you can be a toad now, but once you have Jesus in your heart, you become a prince. You could be sitting in the ashes and, and, and in the dustbin, and all of a sudden, God comes to you, the Holy Spirit comes and tells you, gets you saved, and Jesus comes into your heart. You go from the dustbin, and all of a sudden, you're a beautiful princess, and you're going to the ball, and you miss Prince Charming. Come on. But too many of ourselves sees ourselves as Cinderella or a frog. And God sees us as champions. Our men's group is called Mighty Men of Valor for a reason. And you know what we found out, Al, about Mighty Men of Valor? They're all good looking. We found the description of the mighty men of valor. And it was describing King David as a mighty man of valor. We found out that it, when God looks at us, he sees us as good looking. See, Al, there's more than just Marion who thinks you're good looking. God thinks you're good looking. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to the next slide. So let's get busy. Let's get busy. Tell someone about Jesus this week. Invite someone to church this week. Jesus said, follow me. Are we going to be obedient to the call? This isn't my idea. This is God's idea. So if Jesus says, follow me. And if part of following me is we go find somebody. Oh, my word. I don't know where Judy's going to start. If she's going to go to the frying pan first or McDonald's or Dairy Queen. My word. There's a gal at Dairy Queen in Breck. I think she only works in the evenings. But she should be running the place. She is so efficient. And she is so outgoing. And I thought to myself, wouldn't she be an awesome member of the church? Who you, when, you go to high, when you go to school this week, who are you going to call? We need more kids in the youth group. It's gone down a little bit. We need more kids in the youth group. I tease Sam, you've got to get some more girls in the youth group. Because it's got more testosterone lately. We need some more girls. And he used to look on his face. He got, I mean, his face turned as red as his hair. <sighs> we just need kids in the youth group. Because it's being effective. It's being wonderful. And you know what's cool? Our teens are going to learn how to call people this year. They're going to be able to take and learn how to do it. It's going to be so cool. That's why we need your adult help in uh, um, Awana. Okay, I think that's the last slide, is it? Yep, you can go to the blank screen then. Go ahead, just click on it. There you go. This is our challenge. Who are you going to invite? Who are you going to invite this week? Who are you Take this challenge. Live it this week. Don't say, oh, that was a good sermon. <laughs> Boy, uh, we had a good belly laugh. We need, oh, glory. We need more belly laughs. Oh, glory to God. Who are we going to call? 
You know, we got church tonight at 5. Maybe you could call somebody and say, come on with. you got to see this thing about indoctrination. It's going to be good. We're going to get on a big yellow school bus. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be cool. And so um, I encourage you to come tonight, but let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for the examples that are found in the word of God. Thank you for Andrew and Philip, Lord, showing us the way and how to do it. Lord, they didn't think twice. They just went and got. So, Lord, help us to go and get. And so, Lord, we just praise you, Lord. Help us to realize that you've made us fishers of people. And so, Lord, help us to get out there and and Lord, connect. Make those connections, Lord. Because, Lord, your heart is to save. And Lord, help us to be our heart to see people saved. Get, get it so much, Lord, that we start getting people saved left and right. That we're just, we, we get the reputation of being a church that gets people saved. We praise you for this, Lord, and we thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit because, Lord, all we have to do is rely on the Holy Spirit and he will fill our mouths with the right words to say. We praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen. you know, by saying amen, you just agree to it. Amen? So praise God. Hallelujah. Um, a couple announcements couple announcements. First off, there's a sign-up sheet for Project Day out on the table.